0: ...this simple maiden's brain of mine. It seems I've let myself forget all good breeding and social courtesies. I yield to your pleas and will find solace in my stitchery penance for my misbehaviour, if you'll be so kind. She fell into another curtsey and sank so low her nose nearly touched the shining floor. A broad smile covered Sheldon's face... Every inch of her cried woman, but there was still that child, that carefree, immature little girl, and he loved her beyond his life. He covered his smile as she rose, and held out a hand to her. She lightly rested her fingers in his, and he brushed a kiss on her hand. Very well, madam, if you will go to your rooms and freshen yourself for tea, there are some matters we must discuss. Of course, my lord she simpered. By your leave? She curtsied. He gave a nod of his head and she practically swayed to the stair, her skirts swishing in a rhythmic pattern with the small steps she took away from him. Her hands lightly lifted the heavy folds of her skirt to just the top of her tiny slippered feet and she took two very careful steps upward. Then, with a shriek of giggles, she raised her skirts above her knees and dashed up the stairs two at a time. Sheldon shook his head in happy exasperation. She might as well be clad in breeches for all the womanly grace she displayed, but he wouldn't change one inch of her. She was exquisite, elemental. An older woman struggling through the door, carrying a valise and two hat boxes caught his attention. She was grunting and frowning. Lord Mondeloy bowed to the woman, but she did not curtsy. Another grunt escaped her. How have you fared on your journey, Stella? Not without a bump or two, I'll have you know. I hope this marks the end of our everlasting meandering, but I know better. This tired old body can't take such movin' and toiling, and that kiss of fire you've saddled me with is about to make this old heart stop. Your disposition is none the worse for it, he teased. I'll get her bathed and dressed, my lord, and send her down for a space of time with her kin. Is there not a groom to bring those things about for you, madam? Aye, the bulk of it's in the cart, and some brawny lad will drop it and strew it around a bit for it gets to me. She grunted again, looked up the stairs to where she assumed her mistress had gone, and then back to Lord Mondeloy. She's grown up fine, my lord. Aye, but not quite grown up, I think. What she's left to do, she can't do alone, my lord, the older woman advised. He laughed, catching her meaning at once. And is she ready? More than you think to look at her, my lord. He raised one brow and peered at the woman suspiciously. Would there be something you want to tell me, Stella? Not I, my lord. I won't be saying nothing but that I think I know the reason we're home again, that's all. "'And does Chalin guess? If she doesn't, she hasn't let on.' That said, she stamped up the stairs, leaving Sheldon to stare at her back. Stella had tended Madeline from her birth to her death and took over with the only offspring, Shalyn. Stella would feel as if this child were her own, having had her since the day she was born.' There had never been any doubt in Sheldon's mind when his brother and sister-in-law had both died that Stella would continue to care for Shilin. He was the guardian and protector of the child, but Stella was the parent. Sheldon went to his study and took a seat behind the huge desk. A maid brought a steaming pot of tea and cups a short time later, and still he sat, impatient for Shilin. He opened his desk and took out a gold ornament attached to a long, rather frayed ribbon. It was a bookmark, weighted down by the heavy gold disc that was almost as large as an egg. He kept it in the drawer of his desk when he was at home and carried it with him when he was out. He opened the disc into two halves and looked within to a tiny miniature portrait of Madeline, the face so like Chalin's, and sat in quiet musing. He looked up to the study door and the portrait came to life. She stood there looking at him, that sweet, seductive smile, the fine, delicate, oval face surrounded by honey-coloured curls. For a moment he was oblivious to reality. If he hadn't recovered himself, he might have risen and kissed that lovely mouth. Instead, he smiled.